You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour 3, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose with Patrick. Sportsnet 960 The Fan at the bottom of the hour. We'll do the Speargrass Golf Show. Mitch Fox, our pal from Speargrass, will join us. And we'll give away those movie passes to see Gran Turismo in honor of our next guest, what is your favorite beer league nickname? Either you've given, you've received, one of your teammates had, 960, 960, name and location. We'll do that after the Speargrass Golf Show. But right now, he'll be a part of the inaugural Rogers Legends of Hockey Charity Skins game down at Canyon Meadows at the Shaw Charity Classic tomorrow. Former NHL goaltender Curtis Joseph. Cujo, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you guys? We're good. Thanks for jumping on. I know you've probably been yeah. asked this question a million times, but I've used it as our text question today, so I feel obligated yeah. to ask you. Uh, when did the yeah. name Cujo surface for you? When did that happen? How did it come about? Oh, you know, I think uh, Robert Dirk in St. Louis, a uh, big defenseman that played with us, uh, gave me the nickname. It just first two letters of my first and last name. Yeah. And it stuck, you know. <clears throat> That's how nicknames happen. If they stick, they stick. And so and I loved it, and then I started making masks. You know, after yeah. the Stephen King novel, and uh, you know the uh, manufacturer sold a lot of sold a lot of masks, which was great. Yeah, what a, what a special gift that is, especially a cool mask like that with the, just the snarling, ferocious dog. Like, what an easy thing that must have been for you, and how interesting that must have been with all the specific designs and different designs. Right, it was a no brainer, really, and then it took off. And at that time, this uh, Canadian. Um, a governing body for kids changed from the helmet to goalies could wear a CAS-approved mask. So every all goalies were getting masks at that time. So it was perfect timing. Hmm. Uh, where's the golf game at right now? Yeah, that's a good one. I uh, I just went to Pebble Beach a couple uh, weeks ago, which was Ooh. great. I had eight eight great buddies, and it's not cheap, but you do it once every maybe ten years, um, and it was great. So. It was, uh, it's up and down a little bit, but I'm hoping I can pull off, uh, you know, I think it's a alternate shot, which is a tough format, but if I can pull off 18 good shots, I'd be happy. Um, wanted to, now I have to ask you about Pebble Beach. Did you get the caddy? Did you have the full experience? Yeah. Yeah. So we had to get caddies, which is amazing. So, uh, and they're great. They read putts and you, you, if, if you want to make any putts, you, you have to have a caddy, I think. So it's a great experience and it's just, you know, you give them some money at the end of it, small price to pay to have uh, that information and, and some great stories also. You, you didn't do the shooter McGavin. If, you know, you hit an eight iron, your caddy told you nine iron, you pulled out the eight iron, made a great <laughs> shot and go, you're fired right on the spot. You didn't do that? No, but, it, you know, you get a bad read every once in a while and we kind of look <laughs> at each other and go, eh, I don't know, who's better? Who's got the better caddy here? We need better reads. How, <laughs> how many pictures did you take of the seventh? Oh, yeah, lots of video, um, you know, lots of video, lots of pictures. We actually, one of my buddies, he actually hired a professional photographer from the, wow. from the club there. I know. He goes, you guys are going to get some great Christmas presents. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a nice thing to do, yeah. So it was great. We got to, we're going to have some great shots for sure. Uh, Kudra, talk about uh, your teammate there uh, on Saturday. I'll uh, be uh, Oilers goaltender uh, Stuart Skinner. Have you have you had a chance to talk with him about uh, how you guys are going to approach uh, approach Saturday? I have not. I uh, I need to get his number actually, um, <laughs> but I'm sure we are going to uh, yeah two Edmonton stoppers. It would be great. Yeah, so, uh, it'll be good. Um, actually, I'm at uh, Gary Roberts. 
uh, high performance training here, and we had a lot of Oilers here. Uh, obviously, Connor McDavid and Dry mm-hmm. Saddle and uh, a bunch of guys. So uh, that's where I am today, watching some great hockey. Uh, I've been here all week. My one son works here. So uh, speaking of Calgary, Calgary Flames, great Calgary Flames, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, I uh, get, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I was going to lead you right into that. Uh, you talked to me about, uh, you were a Calgary Flame, albeit uh, for, for a little bit there, but uh, yeah. you came into a into a big situation there. Game three against San Jose, uh, the Sharks get up on you guys, 3 nothing. four minutes into the game. Corey Sarge lays that massive hit on Patrick Marlowe that just changed the momentum, but yeah, I think it maybe did. it gets a little bit forgotten that you were ended up being the goaltender of, of note in that game that got the win and became the first goalie in NHL history to pick up a playoff win with five different teams talk about that game uh for you right so i remember it vividly and i hadn't played a lot of home games i don't think yet because i i joined the team halfway through the year yeah after going to the spangler cup and uh mike keenan was the coach and uh i remember signing with calgary going thinking i had mike keenan before he was a different coach the second time around but uh, you know, I signed there going, hey, this guy's just crazy enough. I might be able to play some games <laughs> at 40 years old. But anyway, the, the game, uh, vividly, uh, yeah, Kipper it didn't start that well, and uh, Kipper got pulled like three minutes in. Yeah. I'm not sure the exact time, but I remember looking up going, well, I'm sure I'm going in, and it's a full game. I, normally when I play, I take almost all of the warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I took very little warm up. I'm like, Oh, this is like a full game. So better be ready. Anyway, we ended up winning four, three and, uh, you know, it was kind of my welcome to Calgary opening home game for me. And it was great. It was fun to play in front of the home crowd and, and get the win. And, uh, um, I didn't start the next game, but, uh, San Jose was that team. Mm-hmm. I could probably look up the stats for me that, uh, I have the most wins against for sure. Okay. Kujo, how different was it playing in goal when you're playing for Canadian team opposed to playing on the other side of the border? Yeah, big fan. You know, uh, it's one of the reasons I took Calgary uh, when I was, uh, you know, a free agent uh, because it's a it's a different scenario. The fans are extremely educated. I'm not saying there aren't uh, places in the U.S. that have uh, knowledgeable fans, but it just in Canada, everybody knows hockey and everybody's a critic, which is fun. And... Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's, it's, there's a lot more pressure. No question. I, it's night and day. The Canadian teams have a lot more pressure. Um, now your time in, in Detroit, you were replacing uh, Dominic Hashik there. And then I get you had a, you, you were here during that Oh four cup run as well. Uh, just yeah. you know, that time in Detroit or where they're, they're kind of transitioning out of maybe they're like Scotty Bowman had left. It was Dave Lewis's yeah. team now, but maybe just yeah. talk about your time in Detroit there for a little bit. Yeah, that was my that was my mistake. I uh I didn't uh I didn't play on teams with Scotty Bowman. Yeah. I got there just when he left. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big change, you know. And uh that first year I had a a bunch of ailments too. Not not to say but I just didn't play like myself for sure. Um I remember we had seven games against uh Calgary and, and we lost in seven. Um uh, but it was uh it was good. It was uh you know, you're expected to win a cup every time mm-hmm. with with Detroit. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the two seasons I was there, it didn't happen. But second year, I was a lot better, and it still didn't happen. We were we're an aging team. Like, can you imagine the Hall of Famers that were on that team? Oh, my God, yeah. Right. It was insane. I, I think I counted, you know, 10 or 12 Hall of Famers. And, uh, 
Um, it was it was special to play with those guys. Curtis Joseph, former NHL goaltender, Olympic gold medalist, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza Sports Bar guest hotline. He's going to be part of the inaugural Rogers Legends of Hockey Charity Skins game down at Canyon Meadows tomorrow at the Shaw Charity Classic. Uh, Cujo, can you tell us a story that maybe we haven't heard about the O2 team? The the Flames team? The the gold medal team that you were on oh, O2 the, uh, that finally oh, broke the streak. O2. Can you tell us an inside you know story of the dressing room that – Maybe something we've never heard before. Well, I will tell you one thing that was the reason, one of the big reasons that we won. Well, Joe Sackick and Jerome played amazing in that, uh, in that Olympics, but Mario Lemieux took the shortest shifts I've ever seen. <laughs> and he, everybody took, sh- whatever Mario did, everybody did. And he would take these short shifts, and everybody took short shifts. And it was like a well-oiled machine. So... That was one of the reasons uh, we won, and it was a treat to play with Mario. Um, that play where he let the puck go through his legs to Paul Correa, yep. like were you just yep. in awe seeing that? Well, for him it's easy. Like, <laughs> I mean, everything he did looked easy. Right. I still play in his fantasy camp uh, every other year, and he still makes it look easy. It's like he's sitting in a chair, like a rocking chair, and nobody can touch the puck. <laughs> okay, so I've Mount had this Rushmore. debate. Cujo, I've had this debate uh, with my friends. Obviously, uh, your ties to Edmonton are well-known. Connor McDavid, no question, the best player on the planet. But in my yeah. opinion, Mario Lemieux yeah. is the most talented guy I've ever seen playing the NHL. That includes Wayne Gretzky. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I've actually heard Wayne speak about this, uh, and that's a tough question for him. Like, Wayne, are you the greatest player, or who is the greatest player you've ever seen? <laughs> Can you imagine him trying to answer that question? Right. <laughs> and he does it so eloquently, it's amazing. I think he, when he touches on Mario, I think he says he's the most talented player he's ever played with or against. Yeah, he's And then, of course, uh... you know, he touches on everybody else, but he, he really answers the question well and then without answering the question. Uh, we know how famous the uh, Swedish torpedo was, and it went down in the Olympics. Did you ever? Oh, yeah. Did you ever kind of give it to Mats a little bit in the room after that? <laughs> after the whole Swedish torpedo fiasco in O2? Oh, I know. He asked for my Olympic jersey. I like, hey, Mats, you already own me. I'm not giving you my Olympic jersey. <laughs> uh, I know they they came out they came out with a nice game plan, and it uh, you had to adjust um, if you were going to beat them. Their defense were so strong. That's what they played right. to. Yeah, that was a, an absolutely uh, incredible and memorable tournament. Um, just right. the, the, well, you guys remember yeah. well, wow. Yeah, well, I, I I watched every game after the heartbreak right. in Nagano, Cujo. Come on, that was devastating in Nagano for all of us. Yeah. Right, that's true. I'm still not over that shootout, Cujo. All these <laughs> years there. later, I'm still not over it. I probably should get was, over it, but I'm not. I'm not over it. I was there it. too. I actually sat yeah. beside Wayne Gretzky, and after it, I had to ask for a stick. <laughs> oh, no. I go, Wayne, you mind if I get a stick? He just he pushed his stick over to me. It had the Olympic rings in the top. It was the last stick he used in the Olympics. Oh, no. It's a nice, oh, uh, oh, that's nice awesome. one to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I it didn't guess. shoot in the shootout, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, well, like, how does that go, though? Like, like you know, you just, then you're like, hey, can I grab your stick? Like, how did, <laughs> how did you approach that? Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I said, Wayne, you mind if I get a stick at some point? He goes, yeah, here, here you go. Oh, but okay. it was terrible. Yeah. All right. That's uh. That's awesome. Um. <laughs> yeah. Wanted to wanted to ask you about today's game. Obviously, you know the speed and skill is just ridiculous. The guys with the shots. Seemingly, it's not the old uh, days of the fourth liner. Guys are just fighters and no skill. Everyone has skill in today's game. How tough is it to be a goaltender in today's game? 
Uh, well, you got to be big. Obviously, you got to be big, and you have to be extremely fit and play lots of games. But uh, the speed of the game and the skill, yeah, the speed of the game and the skill is incredible. There's not the whole clutching and grabbing, so guys get to do a lot more with the puck and aren't obstructed as much. So it's uh, it's probably tougher. It's probably tougher to be a goalie. I don't think you could be five eleven. There's not many guys like that. Uh, it's, it would be harder for me, I think. Uh, you, you, you being uh, well, the smaller the goaltending center. Have you had a chance to look at uh, Dustin Wolf, uh, Calgary's uh, up and coming prospect goaltender, who's who's an undersized goalie? Have you had a chance uh, to at least uh, hear about him? You know what? I have not. Okay. Uh, I live in Scottsdale in the uh, half the year, so I don't get it, but. I have three boys that are ho- yeah. hockey aficionados, and I, <laughs> if I need to know anything uh, about any player, they, they give me a dissertation on our group text, which is amazing. So I didn't get that. I didn't know that was going to be a question. Well, all good, all good. No, all good. I kind of just threw it on there when you, when you no, said I'm kidding. the smaller goalie, all good. No, because it's just... You know what? I, go ahead. Go I, ahead. Cheer, I cheer for the smaller goalie, obviously. Sure. And, right. uh, you know, I, I text uh, uh, Halak every once in a while, and I go, hey... Great game, buddy, for for us small guys, you know. <laughs> he's, just, he's a good dude, so we have some fun. I cheer for the guy, the athletic guy uh, in the league, so um, I'd like to see that come back a little bit. What were some uh, of the, so, sorry, George? What were some of the guys that you grew up? Uh, obviously, like I don't know if you wanted to be a goalie from from day one, but what are some of the goalies maybe you looked at when you were like into junior and, and as you got into Wisconsin? Like how like I want to take my game and apply it to theirs, and or take some of their stuff and apply it to mine. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I just I didn't have one favorite goalie, yeah. but I, I watched guys and I appreciated the talent level. But I was I was not really a goalie in my mind until later in life, uh, you know, late teens. I was you know mm-hmm. I, I didn't think of myself as a goalie because I started real late at eleven. So I liked uh, you know all kinds of players, and and Wayne Gretzky is my favorite player uh, by far. But uh, you know I, I did watch games and watch guys who were real good at their craft, and I go okay. I need to incorporate the, something like that, or and so they would inspire you. Definitely, you take guys and uh, and have them inspire you, and and I did that a lot, uh, you know, with the with the best goalies in the league. Uh, Cujo, as a, as a former legendary goaltender in the NHL, do you ever watch? Do you ever see highlights from the '70s and '80s and goalies and go, "How the hell did that go in?" <laughs> oh yeah, no question. Yeah, but you know what? In all fairness to them, there was fear involved. You know, when Guy Lafleur came down and, and the equipment was so horrible compared to what it is today. Um, you know, I remember going to an office, this is an example, our upper body stuff, like you would get killed on a daily basis in practice. But I remember going to an all-star game and Marty Berdur was wearing those Jolfa elbow pads under his, uh, under his uh, upper body gear. And I'm like, that's genius. Because I have one elbow that's a lot bigger than the other from shots off the elbow mm-hmm. on the blocker side, and I was like, "That is genius! I got to do that." And then, the, then the equipment got a little bit better in the next couple of years. But like, you were getting killed. So now, guys, you know the equipment is so much better; it's it's unbelievable. So there was a big difference. You couldn't go down like that. Try and put some of these goalies in that equipment, right? You know, today that would be a different story. Kujo, who's a guy who hit you with a shot in a game and it hurt really, really bad and you never knew any, like you had no indication that you were feeling it, but what's the time in a game where you took a shot and you're like, oh my God, this is incredibly painful? I remember Ray Bork walked in, like uncontested, like <laughs> just outside the hash marks, 
and you, you for you to go down on your knees, like he's going high, and it's going to be a, and he could fire the pot full speed. And I went down, and literally it went through my legs. My legs were together, and I was in a butterfly, and I had bruises, and I never bruised. Bruises the size of grapefruits. And I w- had my legs closed, but it found a way through my thighs. And literally both legs were lit up like Christmas tree with bruises. Uh, that, that's incredible. How hard How hard was Al McInnes' shot? Yeah, Al, I, uh, I remember, this is a funny story. We were in, uh, he came to St. Louis, and I was in St. Louis. And, of course, the practice rink is packed, and everybody's here to see Al in his big shot. He comes down, and we're at Brentwood, and, and he fires a slapper, uh, comes down the wing, fires a slapper. It misses my head by an inch, and it goes around the glass, and he gets a standing ovation. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> standing what? ovation. He almost killed me. He almost killed the starting goalie, and here you are giving him a standing ovation. But Al's a great guy, a great defenseman. My, my favorite thing, my favorite Al McKinnis story is towards the end of his career when all these composite sticks came out. He couldn't really use one because he couldn't control right. it. He was shooting it too right. hard, Cujo. Right, right. No, it's so true. Uh, same with Paul Correa. He goes, oh, I can't use one of those sticks. He goes, I can definitely shoot it harder, but I can't control it. But they've gotten a lot better also. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you you yeah. say you live in Scottsdale. Um, have you been down to the Mullet Arena? Oh, yeah. No, I go, uh, especially at Christmas, if my uh, my kids who are in their 20s, if they come down. We'll we'll take them to games and see their the guys they played with are playing in the league right. now. So um, yeah, it's it's great to have an NHL team in Scottsdale. It's amazing. It's a great place to live, and um, hopefully we'll have that team for uh, for a long time, and it'll get better. Uh, Olympic gold medalist, uh, Vesna Trophy finalist, uh, Calgary Flames legend Curtis Joseph uh, will be down. <laughs> at the, at you hey again, a lot of people remember that game, hey. Joe. Uh, inaugural uh, Rogers Legends of Hockey Charity Skins game down at the uh, Canyon Meadows for the Shaw Charity Classic tomorrow. Cujo, great stuff. Thanks for this. Hit him straight, okay? Yes, thank you guys. Appreciate it, and uh, had fun with you guys being on. We'll see you there. Sounds good. Thanks, uh, Cujo. There he is. Curtis Joseph uh, on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. For pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344. Like you just, I felt the bruise, mm-hmm. like that he was just like talking about the Ray Bork story. Like, yeah. I felt the stinging of it. Oh, no, like Cujo would have been right in the pr- uh, the prime of, of some of the most uh, dominant shot uh, takers from the blue line uh, playing in the in the 90s there with Ray Borg, Al McKinnis as obviously as a teammate. Paul Korea, I like how he mentioned there. Paul Korea had a very uh, underrated shot, I think, as well, and he could just he could go when uh, whenever he could. Uh, but yeah, Cujo, great, great guy. Uh, one of the one of the all time greatest goalie masks of all time. You think of oh, like no you, you just I put it right up there with. Uh, uh, I mean, I think of like all the animal masks, uh, like Ed Balfour's the Eddie the Eagle uh, yep. on both sides. They just changed the color wherever he went. Uh, same goes with Cujo with the dog. It was blue and yellow. It was blue and copper. It was blue and white. It was red and white. And then it was red and uh, maroon and white. It was all over the place. But uh, I think one of the most iconic goalie masks, and uh, you could just tell like it's right up there with Felix Potvin's mask. Yep. Uh, I'm thinking of all these. And like Patty Waugh's mask was good once he got to Colorado. His Habs mask was great as well. Of course, legendary. Yeah. Um, there he is, Curtis Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight ahead, uh, we'll talk to Mitch Fox on the Speargrass Golf Show. Also, um, you could potentially play a course where you'll be hard-pressed to, sh- to break the course record. Yeah, I don't think you're breaking this one. We'll do that. Uh, also, uh, we're taking your nicknames, 960 960 
name, and location. Uh, give us your favorite beer league nickname, the one you've heard, maybe you've given, you've, you've, you've been given, you gave out. What is it? 960, 960 name and location for a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see Gran Turismo based on a true story. Um, Texty McTexterson, our Sportsnet 960, the fan texting robot, will join us for some of those to wrap up the show. And we'll do uh, plays of the week to end the week, too. Lots to do still ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan, featuring my man Patrick Dumont. We'll wrap up the show with the Plays of the Week. Also, we're giving away a pair of tickets to go see Gran Turismo. Uh, thanks to our uh, last guest, Curtis Joseph, Cujo. What's your best nickname, Beer League nickname? You've been given, teammate had it, 960-960 name and location. Uh, we'll grab the help of our good friend Texty McTexterson to help out uh, with that. But right now, uh, this is how we end the week with the Speargrass Golf Show, brought to you by Speargrass Golf Course, Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience, just 30 kilometers southeast of the city. Book tee times at speargrass.ca. That's speargrass.ca. Our man Mitch Fox joins us here on the Atlas Feeds and Sports, where I guess online from Speargrass. Mitch, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, uh, Mitch. How into you? How into you are the FedEx playoffs? Are you glued? I'm. I, I. I definitely watched the Tour Championship at the end. But how invested are you in the FedEx Cup playoffs? Uh, I watched last week's quite a bit because uh, I kind of like Lucas Glover. I like guys that kind of went through the struggles he went through and then came out yeah. the other side of it. Um, so I was pretty invested into that one for sure. The final round. Um, this week, I haven't got a chance to watch any of it, but I think I'll watch a bit this weekend, especially sure. it looks like a pretty good leaderboard again with Rory right up top, so that's always exciting. But, yeah, obviously it's it's kind of weird with golf and stuff, the playoffs, but the Tour Championships, obviously, must-watch TV, I think, if you're a golf fan. I wanted to ask you, uh, Lucas Glover, obviously uh, was sweating up a storm, sweating through his pants on that final round, <laughs> but what I really wanted to ask you about the fact that he doesn't wear a golf glove, uh, that's mind-blowing to me. How a guy who is so sweaty, how is he holding on to the club? How is that working? Your thoughts on no golf glove for Lucas Glover? No glove, no yeah. love. Especially, clearly, he, he likes to sweat. So, for me, it wouldn't be too big of an issue. I don't sweat too much while I'm playing golf for some reason. But, yeah, I think I read... Uh, read something that he said he's like a 10 handicap if he if he wears a glove he's just not even what yeah he's like i'm sure he's exaggerating but right he claims he's terrible if he wears a glove so it sounds like he's tried it out but i think it would be a constant struggle if you weren't wearing a glove just trying to keep your hands dry especially in canada you'd be all right but you start playing in like where were they national i can't remember where they were last week but the heat that they end up playing in in August, it'd be a really tough go. I yeah. think it's also proven that it's a, your score is likely to be a little higher if you don't wear a glove. I think I've seen that on like my golf spy or something like that once as well. So it would be tough. I wouldn't be able to do it. I can't even if I teach a lesson, I bring a glove with just in case I have to hit a few balls. <laughs> so. hmm. uh, Mitch, we talk about the the schedule uh, with the golfing golfing calendar and how it's it's changed over the last few yeah. years. Do you miss the the PGA Championship being in August, like uh, having it uh, having one more major as we close out summer, or do you like how it it ends with the Open there mid July and then it's just boom, focus on the FedEx Cup and then uh, that's it for golf for the year. Yeah, I like the old schedule. Yeah. I like the majors spread out where you kind of always have something to look 
forward to. Not that the regular tour schedule is not fun to watch, but with golf, every I think kind of like tennis, everyone gears up for the four majors and the tour championship and the players. So when you kind of have everything done by, when would it be done by July, it feels kind of weird, but you, I guess when you're trying to elevate the FedEx Cup playoffs, that's why they do it. So all the focus is on that. I'm sure there's a few other reasons, but yeah, I mm-hmm. like the old schedule before. Maybe that's just a creature of habit and not right. liking change with golf, <laughs> but I'm sure it's going to keep changing. It seems like the golf high end golf world is just constantly changing right now. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's going on uh, down at uh, your neck of the woods there at Speargrass? Uh, obviously uh, the weather's been uh, quite great over the last few weeks. Yeah. Get, or, you know, the last week's been getting a lot of heat, but uh, what's going on down at Speargrass? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, of course, uh, as usual, it's in really good shape. It's been really busy. It's been a, Good summer for weather. We've, I think, haven't had too many rain days. Uh, maybe the smoke's been a little troublesome, yeah. but we've been we've been fortunate out here to kind of keep the course green, and we have have had enough water to keep everything nice and lush. So we're pretty lucky out here. Um, it's been a really busy summer though, and we're looking forward to kind of finishing off the year here and having a busy last couple months. We have uh, we have our men's wind up in September. I think it's September 13th, so we do have some room available for that still. Um, yeah, and a couple more events, but it's been a really good year. I think uh, we weren't sure what to expect after COVID and stuff, mm-hmm. if there'd be a drop-off, but it seems like Calgarians in general are still itching to golf, and I think that's pretty common across the province as well. Um, Mitch Fox, uh, obviously from Speargrass, uh, definitely got to get back out there. Always a pleasure having you yeah. on. Thanks for this today, pal. No problem. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Uh, there, there's Mitch Fox, uh, from Speargrass Golf Course. Um, I don't know. I should have, I should have asked, uh, Mitch what the course record was because <laughs> Patrick, uh, there's a place, um, that you can play golf. Probably like, I'm not going to go on a limb here because you know, I don't like, I don't like to get too political. Uh huh. Although we are the fulcrum of Alberta politics on this show. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, there's a golf course in North Korea. Oh, is there? They're inviting golfers to play in a tournament at the Pyong, Pyongyang golf course for the first time. Really? It looks, uh, it looks okay, I guess. Like, I guess if you maybe hit it out of bounds, you get shot with anti-aircraft artillery, but I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, or you get put in a camp. Um, the course holds great history though. Okay. Yes. Because uh, in the country, it's the site of King Kim Jong Il's historic 38 under par round, oh, which included 11 holes in one in his first ever time golfing. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, That'd be a tough one to break. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, he's he's no longer with us, but I, I wasn't gonna be the one to tell him. Come on, did you do that? Right. Did you do that again. As as you know, as you can attest, golf is very easy. So for someone to have just eleven hole in ones in his first ever round of golf, that seems really. I think that seems believable. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think the chances of that happening would be like winning the lottery while a while your plane is crashing because of space junk hitting it. <laughs> While you also have another winning lottery ticket in your pocket, yeah, I don't think he did that, but um, yeah, it, it's it's sure. Uh, I mean, would would you play this course if you if you were able to? You know, Patrick, I'm a I love golf, 
I don't think I'm making my way out to North Korea to play some the, golf. The one, I'm not going to lie. The one picture on Wikipedia, it looks, it's like, it, it, you wouldn't even tell. This could be anywhere. This could be here. Um, yeah, okay. It's it just like, it's a, it's like, I don't know what hole. It's the seventh hole. It's a par three. It's, it right. shows the tee box, and it's like, it's got a little pond, a little lake there, and it's all forested and everything, and it's it looks like it's a, it's a pretty easy hole. Okay. Like a very easy hole. Maybe one hole. day. Maybe one day, if they invite us, we go tee it up in Pyongyang. <laughs> Maybe. In North Korea. I don't know if you oh, guys have gonna... seen, there's a, there's a game. It's like a computer game, the Kim yeah. Jong-il golf game. Oh, uh, is there? You, you hit it really? once. You click any button, and it's a hole-in-one. You get you end up going like 10,000 <laughs> yards. It's like over oh, okay. mountains. You just click <laughs> once. Yeah, but, but he was the greatest leader ever, so that doesn't surprise me. He's also bowled a perfect 300 in his first attempt at the sport. Really? Yeah. Guy's an athlete, I guess. That's pretty good. I've bowled eight strikes in a row. Really? Yeah. Nice. It's feeling it. Got a couple turkeys. It's my it's my highest ever game got... ever. I bowled two fifty seven. Really? Yeah. I, th- I can roll it. I think I broke two hundred once. Really? Yeah. Once. Interesting. Bowling's I'll one let... sport I'm like, yeah, I could definitely I could do bowling. I could do bowling. Okay, we'll we'll bowl when I'm back. All right. We'll go we'll go roll it. Matty Rose terrible bowler. Sorry, he Bad. is. Needs to throw terrible. up the bumpers. He gets really mad too. Gets really upset, really <laughs> angry. Um, yeah, roll up the bumpers. Uh, that's the Speargrass Golf Show, brought to you by Speargrass Golf Course, Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience, just thirty kilometers southeast of the city. Book tee times at Speargrass.ca. That's Speargrass.ca. How much round? How many more rounds you got out there uh, in Ontario before you come back? Uh, I don't know. Planning uh, hopefully on? a few. Like I'm yeah. um, playing Sunday and that's good. Wednesday for sure. That's good. Yeah. Sunday morning golf. Let's Ooh. go. Roll out of bed. Uh, go play some golf. That's awesome. Let's plan on Sunday. That's perfect. Um, we got stuff to do here. Uh, mm-hmm. Plays of the week. Also, um, in honor of Curtis Joseph joining us earlier on in the program, one of the greatest nicknames in the NHL, probably ever, Cujo. I mean, it's it's so easy. It's the first oh, yeah. two letters and the first two letters sure. of the last name, but it's just it rolls. It works. And then it's like, boom, you throw up the, the dog, the St. Bernard, the viciousness. That you want it from a goalie because goalies just went crazy with their mask. It works well. It's, it is one of the best nicknames ever, and it, it, it's just so natural. It's uh, it's definitely um, it's definitely a good one. It's definitely an easy one. It's definitely near the top of the mm-hmm, list. Mm-hmm. Um, we're asking you at nine sixty nine sixty name and location for your chance to win a pair of uh, movie tickets to go see Gran Turismo based on a true story. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Our Sportsnet nine sixty the fan texturing robot, of course, is Texty. McTexterson, uh, the number one personality on this uh, radio station. Oh, Texty, uh, what do you got for us? Paul in West Hillhurst. Literally only one time, I sent pass up the middle that got intercepted. A guy said, why did you chuck at you the middle? I am still known as Chucks to this day. <laughs> I love that. It just takes one incident. Yeah. You're Chuck. all it is. Now. Why do you call him Chuck? Because well, he threw a pizza up the middle. <laughs> what he always does. He's Chucks. Always call him the delivery guy. I like that. I really like that. Uh, let's keep him rolling. Wayne in Woodbine. We had a guy nicknamed Struggles because he struggled with literally everything he did except eating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> struggles. <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> That's good. I, I like that. Okay. All right. Who is that, sir? Lonnie and D- Wayne in Woodbine. Wayne in, hold on. Let me write Wayne. 
Woodbine. Gotta write this down. Alright, keep going. Lonnie in Dover. My nickname in ball hockey was called the White Buffalo for a few seasons cause I guess I snorted when I ran down the rink on the forecheck. <laughs> so I was given the name White Buffalo. Sure. <laughs> Why are you snorting, Lonnie? Do you have breathing issues? Do you have problems? Need a breathe right shrimp. He's got a little asthma. Nose. <laughs> yeah. Be awesome. All right, keep him rolling. Wedley in Bridalwood. Here we go. The guys on my team used to call me Jasper because they felt I kept talking about the 80s and 90s all the time or complained like old man Jasper from Simpsons. Ah, uh, okay. okay. That's not bad. You know what? I uh, There's one thing. Uh, the show's coming up on its one-year anniversary. Yeah. Uh, which is incredible we've lasted this long. Uh, it's actually a, it's a, it's a modern miracle, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, Wedley and Bridalwood's been, I think he's been there since pretty much the beginning. He's an all-star. He texts in every day. We appreciate him. He's an all-star. He's never won anything. No. <laughs> no, he And hasn't. it's getting to a point now where, like, I don't know if I ever want to give Wedley a prize. It's a good running gag. Yeah. Maybe one day, Wedley. It's keep, not today, but keep, maybe one day. Keep texting. Yeah. Keep going. Hey, shooters got to shoot. <laughs> hey, right? You miss shooters you gotta shoot. 100% of the shots you don't take. That's right. Uh, keep them rolling. Josh in Ranchlands. Since I had the worm removed, the boys have now started <laughs> calling me Tapey on the ice. Tapey. Tapey. So that's our man Josh from uh, <laughs> about a week and a half ago about his tapeworm. <laughs> Tapey. I like that. It's not bad. <laughs> Throw it over, Tapey. I like it. I like that. Oh, gobble okay, that keep up. Going. Keep Ryan going. from Marta Loop. Cuffs. Cause the guy should have been in prison. Ha ha. Cuffs? Mm. What? I don't know. Because he should have been in prison. Ah, why? I don't know for what. What do he do? <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, that's I don't. I don't want to know. Yes. I, I don't want to know. Maybe I do want to know. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, man, there's one on the the human loofah one is oh. not something you <laughs> on the text. Line. Oh no! Can't do that one. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Okay, let's let's keep them rolling. Brad in Red Deer. Playing peewee hockey for Cambrian Heights in the early 70s, we got new jerseys. We had Darren that was a tall and lanky 12-year-old. His jersey was way too small. The only one that fit him was the goalie number one. Someone said you are the ace of the team. He is 62 old now, and he only goes by ace. People ask me what is ace's real name. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> I love that, that that nickname has uh, stuck for that long. Yeah. Like, it stood the test of time for over 50 years. Ace is still known as Ace. <laughs> That's Ace awesome. is a good nickname. Ace. Ace. That's my go-to because there's one thing I can't stand when complete strangers meet you or you're at a restaurant, you're at a bar, you're somewhere, and somebody calls me big guy. Oh, oh that just, God, yeah. Just, hey, hey, big guy. Right away, like, right away when somebody calls me big guy, I fire back with no problem, sport, Ace, <laughs> boss. Chief, take some time. Like all of those will fire back. Learn the name. Yeah, I hate big guy. Oh hate my god. Big guy. Uh, well, it's just like Big Poppy called everyone Poppy because he didn't know anybody's name. <laughs> That's where he got the nickname from. Big Poppy. Yeah, it's not Austin Matthews Poppy. Big Poppy because he didn't learn anybody's name, so he called everybody Poppy. So he I, called uh... him Big Poppy. 
Um, we're giving away a pair of tickets to go see Gran Turismo. Um, you get two passes, two medium popcorns, two medium drinks, the whole bang to see the true, the unbelievable true story. How many more we got here, um, GVP? I, I got about three here. I can I can get some more if you want. I, I got okay. three more after Shan. Okay, three more. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I like these. I think these are good. Okay. Uh, let's keep them rolling here. Paul in Chestermere. We have a guy on our 30 and team in NE Calgary named Hans. Not because he's a prolific goal scorer, but because he looks like he's using his big brother's hand-me-down equipment. Wears XXL hockey pants and the dude is maybe a medium. Let's us all know though that he got them at a garage sale for five bucks. Hands. Hand me down. I like that. That's that good. makes me laugh. The guy's like a medium and he wears his extra large pants because he got him for a fin hey. at a garage sale. Hey, whatever. He take That's you, awesome. Or you don't have to spend the money. Oh, I, I saw it on social media. I think Golf Digest tweeted out. Some dude bought like a Scotty Cameron putter at like a garage sale for like 10 bucks. Dude did not know what it's he was crazy. selling. <laughs> no, no kidding. Hey, what's this Honus Wagner baseball oh, card sure. nonsense? Five bucks. Go buy that for a dollar. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Probably counterfeit. Probably. <laughs> oh, really? This painting looks weird. It's just a Van Gogh. Whatever. Oh, yeah. $5. <laughs> okay. Keep, keep them rolling. Our buddy Fartback, formerly known as Chris, passed out cold on the kitchen floor at an after party. Tried to wake him up with no luck. One of us decided to lay a nasty fart on his back. We haven't called him Chris ever since. He's just Fartback now. <laughs> Fartback. <laughs> oh, no. Like, why do you got to fart on the dude? Like, what? Right on his back. That's dudes being dudes right there. Oh, yeah. Like, that's dudes being dudes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Like, he's just lying there. I'm just going to fart on him. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, and like, and of course, like, when, if he's like around another group of friends and his, and his hockey buddies are like, hey, fartback, why do they call you fartback? Well, let me tell you. Well. At a party, I passed out and they farted on my back and it stuck. I'm sure they shorten it to just fart every once in a while, too. <laughs> the fart. Back. Oh, that's great. Oh, okay, no. keep them keep rolling. Very mature. James keep in Crossfield. Rolling. We had a guy we called Evil Canada because he wore the Olympic jersey, but the black one. <laughs> I hate the black jersey. I like that, though. Evil Canada is a great no, nickname. I love it. That's what I mean. See, I love that's, it. that's very clever. Yeah. That's very clever. Oh, they're black. Evil, evil Canada. Evil Canada. I like that. I like that one, too. There's a lot of good ones today. That's good. How I many like more it. we got? Because they keep flying in on the text line. We got lots. We, I got four right now. Okay, keep them rolling. Chad from Nose Hill Buddy of mine had a hot dog after a game one day and spilled relish on his shirt. We went to the bar and he had the stain on his shirt all night. Add to that. He wore a green Jofa helmet, and his nickname Relish has stuck with him for over thirty years. That's also a good one. I like that. I like Relish. stuff like that. Relish. Yeah, that's great. It just takes one little incident like that, and that's it. You're branded forever. Mm -hmm. And a green Jofa. You want to talk about, you know, a unicorn of the Jofas? Oh my God. You want to collect a Jofa? Obviously, the white, the black are out there, but a green Jofa? Wow. And the Jofa helmet, especially the one Gretzky wore, it was just an open casket wearing the green Jofa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that thing offered zero protection for you. 
Zero. Zero. It's just like hanging there. Like, what is this doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody get up the straps. I love the Jofa. is like the Michelle Goulet Jofa with oh. the visor on it, too. <laughs> Extra protection on that Jofa bucket. Okay, keep them going. Clayton from Airdrie. It was a Friday night beer league hockey game. After the game, we drank on our team bus. Then we headed to the pub and drank some more. And next thing you know, the bouncers decided it was time for me to leave. While walking me to the door, I laid down with all limbs spread out like I was attempting a snow angel. Four bouncers had to grab me, one on each limb. They picked me up and finished their job. I am now known as Starfish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. There's a part of that story that, that really caught me off guard. Team bus? Team bus for a beer league? They rented that's a bus. That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> that is a, they rent that a is bus. crazy. That's in, that's hard. Like, is it painted in the in the colors of your team? Like, who owns? Did the, you guys bus? have a bus, GVP? Yeah, we had a bus. Yeah, you had a junior bus. team. Yeah, yeah you would have been a junior team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were a junior team. Yeah. and You actually traveled. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking beer league here. There's a beer league traveling around. taking a party bus well, they just buy like a, a yellow short bus that is all run <laughs> down and then just like renovate it a little bit fix it up and yeah, then just uh I guess. this is our bus now that's a, that's intense beer league <laughs> is intense people take it seriously i can't can't like they get you get you wear the merch when you're not playing the oh shirts, my god yeah the pants, the exactly there's like more people merch take it seriously yeah they become their own organization yep. yeah like they was uh who was the other team when our beer league. Oh came. God, uh, I, I've forgotten both of we their names. We were team who? <laughs> my man Tom. It was in February. <laughs> forgot but both. But Team of... Afternoon Show, they definitely were all into their own merch. Yeah, they were. Which is fine, but they were. Yeah, they had the t-shirts. I remember. I think I was wearing it. It was like too small. Yeah. Yeah. I forget, yeah. I forget the names of them. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were definitely <laughs> into their own merch, and uh, that game got really chippy. I okay, did. Keep going. Mark from Copperfield. We had a guy that used to deliver for us, and he was constantly veering off to the side of the road and hitting the rumble strip, so therefore nickname is Rumbles. <laughs> Rumbles. <laughs> Rumbles. <laughs> no, I like <laughs> Rumbles. I like these. I like these ones that you get branded with doing stupid stuff. Like Fartback. Fartback is my favorite. <laughs> Rumbles is a good one. He keeps veering Relish. off the road. Why do you guys call him Rumbles? Well, when he drives, he keeps veering off the road out of the, the rumble road. strips. <laughs> yeah, to wake him up. I like that one. Relish. You know, Green Jofa spilt relish on his shirt, went to the bar. Relish forever and ever. How many more you got? I, I've got two here. I think we're, we're trying to get some on the fly. This, yeah. is, this is good. I got one more. Okay, that's fine. Room. Well, that's it's live radio at its finest, Shan. That's what we do here. I'm learning live radio at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> literally live radio. That's what we do here. Um, okay, keep them going. Trevor in Calgary had a guy at work who we called Puddles. He whined about everything so much he had to have been standing in a constant puddle of tears. <laughs> puddles. Better that than he beat really himself like or something. One. He was such a crybaby, they called him Puddles. <laughs> Words That's hurt really sometimes. Yeah, Puddles is good. Well, stop whining so much. Stop whining. 
Okay, one more, one more. Ryan from Renfrew. My buddy acted like a dinosaur in high school and is still called Raptor now at 40. <laughs> walking around Why? just screaming like a dinosaur. Okay, but like what? Did he have like, did he have his little, does he have short arms too? Like CeeLo Green? Where he looks like a T-Rex? Is that why? Maybe. He I just, just feel like there's more to this story. What do you mean he acted like a dinosaur? Rolling around, yelling, biting people? I don't, I don't know. I don't know about you, Patrick, but I think uh, if if you're raising kids, probably the way they could do great with the ladies in high school is act like a dinosaur. Yeah, that's one way to get through. Whoa, easy lady killer. Hey, Raptor. All right, uh, which one was your favorite out of all those? Uh, it's fart back as as immature like as back? it is. It's fart. I like back puddles. Puddles is good. Relish. I like is rumbles. Good. Um, yeah, rumbles is good. Struggles. Um, yes, <laughs> struggles is good. Uh, hands, the hand-me-down guy. That was good, too. Yeah. Evil you know, Canada. We never really give GVP. We never give GVP a chance to pick the winner. Because when I give you the chance, Patrick, you, you don't like the pressure. Well, it's just a, so, um, th- like, G- I, this is this one's tough because there's there's multiple candidates. So I'm a like, lot of good ones. Yeah. And other ones, it's like, I just, that one's funny. GVP, what do you think? Um, which one's your favorite? Man, uh, I think Puddles made me laugh a puddles? lot. I'm, I'm going to go with Puddles. Puddles! Okay, uh, play it again. Play Puddles Trevor again. Trevor in Calgary had a guy at work who we called Puddles. He whined about everything so much he had to have been standing in a constant puddle of tears. And the thing is, it's he's not It's not even like a beer league thing. Like He's crying to the rep. It's literally somebody they work with at their job. I can imagine people at work being like, ah, shut up, Puddles. Shut the hell up, Puddles. <laughs> Uh, Puddles always late for that meeting. Uh, hey, did Damn you ask Puddles what he wants in his coffee? Hey, Puddles, we're getting lunch. We're Bagel out. again? Puddles. Uh, congratulations, uh, Trevor in Calgary. Uh, you can thank my man, GVP. You're going to see Gran Turismo based on a true story. You get two general mission a voucher for two general missions, two medium drinks, two medium popcorns. It's based on the unbelievable true story of a team of unlikely underdogs. Enjoy the film. Mm -hmm. Let us know how it was, Trevor. Congratulations. Uh, You won. Uh, More fun next week. Uh, We'll wrap up the week. Uh, Matty Rose off again on Monday. Uh, Patrick and I will uh, have the show on Monday, we'll wrap up uh, with the plays of the week. But before that, what do we got? Uh, what do we got coming up on Mucho Big Show GVP? Going to replay in our fantasy chat that we had with uh, Derek Brown, and then right after that, we're going to be uh, running things back with uh, Buck Martinez. Oh, okay, all right, I like it. Uh, both uh, fun interviews. Uh, Buck always super insightful, yeah. and that voice is just so undeniable when Buck Martinez Ringing is on the radio. It's the best. Yep. He's he's absolutely the best. And a total legend. All right, let's wrap up the week with the plays of the week. Have a terrific weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Bye. Bye. This is the best of the worst of the big show with Russick and Rose. Uh, Salma Parulello. Uh, Parulello. I can supply the milk. We like to put the same thing in our mouth. Continue. Okay. GVP has the best thighs. Oh, yeah. Or Just sucking on it. <laughs> I had Wait, too many lunch beers and played really bad at slow pitch. <laughs> lunch beers? It's like lining up to kick the Super Bowl winning field goal, only to have it go wide. Stab him right in the neck with a pen. Slave to EA. <laughs> Lemming. Do you talk like the youths? Is that no, why? I don't talk like the youths. I've never not been ID. Well, of course. That's he's he's, he's going to be ID till he's like a child. Oh, okay. So someone with my complexion. Yeah? Complexion. 
Complexure. Two medium cop, cop corns. He has a private, a private. What is wrong with me today? Gaping hole. Paddington the bear for the Maple Leafs is the dumbest mascot in the NHL. Oh, Carlton. Like, what does a bear have to do with the Maple Leafs? Paddington. Paddington the bear. It would be better if it was Paddington. I think his name is Carlton. It's Carlton. But I equate pizza to sex. Like there's, what? like everyone's gonna take it, but just some of it's better than others. But it's still, it's still good. Run DMC, LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys, um, the Fat Boys, Salt and Pepper. You I mean, give love a bad name. That's Bon Jovi. No, I just love peeing on my hands. Yeah. Hey, can I All get right. the next uh, Daryl's deals, bud? <laughs> Shut up! No! No chance, idiot! (laughs) Hey, can I get some intel on the next Daryl Steels? No, idiot! (laughs) Nice try, jerk! (laughs) Hey, that's my line! (laughs) Bell peppers are on sale! Eat it! Shout out Daryl. My favorite thing to do. Captain of the Savers, bro. It's called Daryl Bleepin' Bleepin' The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose. Weekdays when you wake up.